0: Usually with the intros, I sort of have a little prompt or something in order to get us sort of chatting for a bit. Instead, I'm just going to say a sentence that's that's true and see where it takes us. Okay. I always wanted to live in a lighthouse.
1: Uh, you know what? I think a lighthouse is perfect for two things. Mm. An idyllic, uh, Scandi, minimalist living situation or a murder. Perfect.
0: Or a murder, and, and you know who's to say that the two shouldn't combine, ah. as they all too often do, according to any media that's come out of Sc- Scandinavia for the past. I
1: feel like years. living in a lighthouse would be very loud for my eyes. Well, Does that makes sense. So.
0: It would, although that depends on it being a functioning lighthouse. You see, in the hit John Carpenter movie, The Fog. The DJ who is the central character of the film has a really sweet setup where she lives in this fucking sick beach house thing that's like a wooden hut thing. But every day she commutes to work in a lighthouse mm. where she ra- runs a um radio station from up there.
1: All I can think is that it must though be a nightmare to get your furniture to fit in a cylindrical <laughs> building.
0: <laughs> that is fair. You're going to ha- But again, it's something that I feel the Scandies are going to have Absolutely, come up with You a know
1: what for. would be incredible is like a circular desk that went kind of all the yep. way around the outside of the room that you could just wheel along.
0: <laughs> like some kind of studio Ghibli ass yes. situation. Yes. <laughs> Where you're just now that around I've said it out loud, people. I
1: want nothing more in life than that.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Or a bed that just occupies like an entire level of the thing. Yeah,
1: it's one of those like hideous, like 70s round <laughs> beds.
0: <sighs> yeah come on now the life the lighthouse life
1: okay paul you've sold me i'm moving into yeah. a lighthouse next week
0: good that's all i want is for us all to live in separate lighthouses so <laughs> that we can all stand up in the turrets and, and look pensively across other. the morse code each other and look pensively across the ocean to a future that we could only dream of that is
1: and then get murdered
0: and then get murdered in there because that's the perfect time to get murdered <laughs> the podcast that doesn't want to be about work or kids so we play video games i'm saint paul Cullis, and i am joined this week by the ever brilliant bex watson
1: hi it's me i'm ever brilliant
0: the ever brilliant
1: i'm your lighthouse
0: okay but i'm confused jason statham isn't in this one
1: well you think he's not he's hiding in a corner
0: <laughs> he is the spirit of christmas that pervades the movie We've yet to have him in a Christmas movie, and it feels wrong. Oh,
1: Christmas shark movie, make Ooh, it happen. Just...
0: <laughs> I'm just picturing him in a sweater, and it's uh, in a Christmas sweater, and it's, it's it's doing things.
1: In my mind, the Christmas sweater has his own face knitted onto it.
0: <laughs> perfect. It's <laughs> a perfect seasonal look for for all the year round. Actually, God, I want to market that. It's Christmas month. And we are going to do three Christmas specials this year to commemorate. I don't know, coronation of the king.
1: Oh no, don't do that. No, seven. Why? in twenty twenty
0: three?
1: Uh surely something more interesting than the king. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh. <laughs> it looks a bit of a nothing year.
0: Well, all right to commemorate the first uneventful year of the po- Oh, I think a couple countries got invaded. No. Uh, but otherwise, no. Well. <laughs> couple wars got kicked off. You know.
1: Okay, so to celebrate me personally moving to a new flat that I quite like.
0: There we go that's much better. Yeah. Yes that is very much the nicest occupation that's occurred this year (laughs) is pecs in a new flat so let's commemorate that and yeah review three movies from the powerhouses of modern Christmas movies we're going to be looking at the latest offerings from Netflix, Peacock powerhouse promise and of course Hallmark.
1: A true powerhouse (laughs) (laughs)
0: the only powerhouse, because Hallmark have been making Christmas cards since 1905, and Christmas movies since at least 2000, when they released The Christmas Secret with Richard Thomas and Beau Bridges. (coughs) It's crazy considering how generic these are going to come, how crazy the first one is. Because it's about a zoologist who thinks that reindeer can actually fly, who then meets (laughs) the real Santa, who presumably (laughs) explains that of course they fucking can't.
1: Wait! How did they become a zoologist?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe all zoologists are allowed to just have one absolute one batshit absolute theory.
1: wild theory.
0: <laughs> David Attenborough's just convinced that pigs can talk and they <laughs> choose not to. They edit it out of every program he's ever done and all of the interviews. Yeah. But he's, he, he will drop a reference to it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because, like, Santa's not going to be like, they can actually... Like, it's the insinuation here that reindeer can all fly but only do so for Santa
1: yeah (laughs) like they 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 can but they don't respect you personally enough to do so
0: (laughs) how many billions of gifts did you give out this year yeah i am flying (laughs) oh god so that year they made one the next year they made two then three then two again so but then five and now we get at least 40 a year and have done since 2019
1: It just suggests to me that they start... That they're writing them constantly, right? They never stop writing Christmas films.
0: There are genuinely people involved in in Hallmark who seem to just be cranking out Christmas movies all year long. I'm
1: not going to lie. I think I could do it pretty well.
0: Yeah, I think you could. I'm fascinated at the biographies of the people who end up developing these things. Maybe we'll get into that later. But since 2010, they have done the Countdown to Christmas from the start of October to Christmas Day. They get millions of viewers, 80 million in 2018. So it's an enormous business. And they also sell the countdown calendar that you're supposed to sort of tick off the movies that you watch on each day. It's, it's ritualized viewing for and a huge audience. Of
1: course, this year, the first oh. Hallmark Christmas Cruise, where they oh premiere one of their Hallmark <laughs> movies on the cruise <laughs> with the actors there.
0: Oh, wow. The actors are on the cruise with you. Yeah, I can't imagine
1: anything worse, especially for those poor actors. There are (laughs) wine-drunk women harassing those poor, bland-looking blonde men so much. (laughs) Those poor
0: dilves. You know it. Oh, God. Thank God the sag strike ended. (laughs) (laughs) To allow this monstrosity to occur. You can't quite get away from it, though, because since 2012 hallmark have also been doing christmas in july where they screen past hallmark movies that has such a perverse energy like an australian christmas it's just i was gonna
1: say that's 100 percent for the australians (laughs) because some (laughs) of them do christmas in july as they should it's winter
0: (laughs) as because it's winter and who knows when jesus was actually a thing so yeah paul goodman's not
1: here so fuck you australia
0: I, if I were him, I would make a point of leaving Austria to come back here for the most miserable part of this year so that I can celebrate a proper British Christmas. It's the one thing I'm willing to be patriotic about. Yeah. Is that if you're not being rained on, it's not Christmas.
1: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) I was in Bruges last week and it rained a fair bit. And there is something very unusual to clutching onto an umbrella whilst hearing (laughs) Jingle Bell Rock. (laughs) Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. I hope I die. <laughs> I really want it. Maybe I'll choke to death on this chocolate waffle and die the way I always hoped I would.
1: <laughs> In <Now>. a lighthouse.
0: <laughs> In a lighthouse. Oh, God, if only there was one handy. They just had windmills. It's a very confusing. Uh, not quite country. the same, somehow. No, very landlocked and wet is yeah. the problem. <laughs> That's the main reason you're not getting lighthouse. There's probably a very, very famous lighthouse there. That I didn't get
1: that to. <laughs> I- 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 surely they're not.
0: I mean, they've got they've got canals, but I think the, the people <laughs> the in can-
1: the canal lighthouses to guide you home.
0: <laughs> the tiny ones. <laughs> they still go round and round though. <laughs> I crashed into the bank there. Thank God for you, tiny lighthouse. Oh God! Well, according to Emily St James, writing an extensive history of Hallmark Christmas for Vox. Uh, The increasing importance of Christmas to Hallmark's business strategy is reflected in the increased budgets, the increased attention to seasonal detail, even though they shoot the films all the year round, and the fact that they broke out the Hall of Fame label that they previously had reserved for such lofty Hallmark adaptations as sort of uh, Shakespeare stagings and the like. Gosh. Yeah. But there's a couple of the Christmas movies that are Hall of Fame Christmas movies. Mm. Indeed. I don't know if that includes this one
1: Um, i doubt it
0: i doubt it uh but saint james also says hallmark doesn't air religious programming but its roots as a religious network combined with its family friendly standard have yielded an mo that is very very traditionalist it's not the first time they've linked the idea of progressive representation with the idea of not being family friendly and i'm not sure saint james is falling on the right side of history with all this Mm. but we might talk about that a bit later can't have we can't have black people in the lead think of the children they'll be so confused I, well, there, at some
1: point someone does almost word for word say think of the children in this film <laughs>
0: god yes and we're, we're gonna get into that uh, some of these films appear to be quite high concepts involving body switching and time travel <laughs> um, when I say time travel I imagine it's like to themselves like a year earlier I don't sure. think we're going back to the Cretaceous era oh that would for be a shame that is a shame Christmas with oh. the dinosaurs Jurassic Christmas yeah I'm
1: trying Jurassic to think of a dinosaur that begins with C <laughs> I'm struggling oh
0: what Cretaceous Christmas What Cretaceous
1: am I... Christmas there you go
0: here we go god Jurassic
1: Christmas Jurassic Jingle
0: Jingle all the Jingle Jurassic. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll work this out in the Patreon. But some of these, yeah, nevertheless, we eschewed all of that in favor of Navigating Christmas.
1: Pack your bags, kid. We're spending Christmas in a lighthouse.
0: What? On St. Nicholas Island.
1: This is amazing.
0: Oh, well, I think you got scammed. Things are not always what they seem. I just really want us to have a good Christmas together. Maybe I'm asking for a miracle. Christmas miracles.
1: But what St. Nicholas Island is known for.
0: Peter just came by to give you a hand. This is so cool, right, Mom? This was the best Christmas I have ever had. Navigating Christmas on Hallmark. More on the rationale behind that later. We like lighthouses. Yeah, that was it. (laughs) Yeah, that was the rationale. (laughs) Um, The film is written by Kelly Bow, who has also written Major Movie Star, Monte Carlo, The Truth About Christmas, Bottled With Love, Caribbean Summer, and this. That's all of their credits.
1: It's just Christmas or summer, nothing in between.
0: <laughs> yes, and it, it does feel like a very hallmarky kind of career, as does its other writer, Carly Smale, who has written things such as The Christmas Parade, Cold Season on the 12th day of Christmas, Snowed-in Christmas, Christmas Pen Pals, No Time Like Christmas, uh, His Fatal Fixation.
1: Oh, that one doesn't sound like Christmas.
0: Christmas Unwrapped, Midnight at the Magnolia, Let's Meet Again on Christmas Eve. A gingerbread Christmas, Christmas by Design, and Navigating Christmas.
1: I have to assume that at some point they really just started like asking an AI <laughs> to summarize the script and then using the resulting sentence as the title because things like let's meet again on Christmas Eve so- sound so perfunctory.
0: <laughs> let's um, see you later. Christmas.
1: <laughs> we did we
0: haven't mentioned that one of the options for this year's Christmas countdown was never been Christ.
1: <laughs> Which was about someone called Chris. I don't know if you, if you know <laughs> this. I didn't go deeper so than it's, that. It's I Christmas, just laughed. But also, it's a love triangle with a dude named Chris. Wow. <laughs> Chris Kringle, presumably. I don't know. Oh
0: no, his surname is revealed to be Kringle, and he might have been Santa.
1: I, I called it. <laughs> I had not read that, but I know how this <laughs> Oh no, works. that's me
0: guessing. That's me g- absolutely guessing the plot to this stupid movie.
1: Oh, I really thought uh, you were reading off a page there and got real excited.
0: I have not, I'm afraid. Uh, the film was directed, though, by Peter Benson, who has directed similarly kind of feeling films, uh, starting with something called Scotland, which is short, uh, What an Idiot Marrying the Family, uh, Sweet Carolina, but eventually gets into things like The Santa Steakout, uh, Time for Them to Come Home for Christmas. Which is such a lengthy.
1: Again, that's uh, a really perfunctory summary, right?
0: <laughs> it's time to be together for Christmas now.
1: Yeah, that's a robot speaking.
0: <laughs> when I think of Christmas, the professional bridesmaid. Interesting.
1: Uh, that's just 27 dresses, right? By any yeah, other I'm,
0: Looking at this, all I'm seeing are like wedding movies and Christmas. So it seems like you get into these companies and you develop a bit of a... I don't know a reputation he's also an actor he's been in 164 films what the best known of which is something called mech x4
1: (laughs) incredible hell on
0: wheels aurora tea garden mysteries and the healing powers of dude sure
1: 164 credits wow that (laughs) that's
0: the top he's also apparently played a cop in supernatural
1: wow well that was probably actually his most famous role because you know what the supernatural fandom are like he's got an extensive backstory and been (laughs) shipped with every character going by now
0: yeah he's been shipped a few times Um, the film was received by critics like Cole and their stocking I imagine I couldn't think of anything Lighthouse related very quickly (laughs) now I say critics Uh, this is for capeandcastle.com and the reviewer is where are you Sarah Cudlip. So let's see what Sarah Cutlip has to say. While there were definitely similarities between this movie and other Hallmark movies, there was also something a little bit different about it. was there? I know, pretty much everyone can predict what's going to happen in a Hallmark movie. And that did happen here. But there was just a different vibe about it. I'm not even entirely sure what it was. Just something a little extra that had me hoping the advertisements would be shorter and that there would be more time between them when the next ad break came up. <laughs> Honestly... Maybe it was that I could definitely relate at least a little bit with Melanie because I absolutely see myself booking a Christmas vacation without reading the fine print. I was curious what part of that character was going to come up as relatable. (laughs)
1: I found one character in this very relatable. Okay. I'm not going to tell you who it is yet.
0: Okay. Let's see if I can... Oh, God. Is it Dinah Lady? No. (laughs) Is it? There's seven characters. Let me think here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) is it the guy who wanted to buy the lighthouse and level it? Because I kind of wanted to do that. No. (laughs) Is it the kid? No. Oh God! Is it the guy? One
1: more character.
0: (laughs) Is it the guy? No. Is it the supportive friend who hasn't got much going on herself? No. Is it the other supportive friend who doesn't have much going on himself? I'm going
1: to spare you the pain. It's Mayor Katie. Who's Mayor Katie? Mayor Katie. Oh my God.
0: Oh, my God, I forgot about the Christmas obsessed mare. She's like the Jaws mayor, except this time there's no shark.
1: She's she's so into organized fun, and <laughs> I just got a glimpse of my future.
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: Well, welcome. Welcome to St. Nicholas Island. Oh, thank you.
0: This is the great Katie Cameron, our mayor, and her lovely daughter, Sarah.
1: It's nice to meet you both. I hope you're all planning on coming to tomorrow's Reindeer Games Carnival at the community center what's that oh my gosh it's an absolute thrill we've got antler toss Santa limbo we have a three-legged race with a twist you name it we've got it we've even got a treasure hunt for Santa's missing toy sack
0: when we're all living in Genville I will be mayor be, and I will organize be, the Christmas parties you'll be mayor but it's very much a ceremonial position oh, you're in oh, charge yeah, of the for sure you know maximum authority obviously resides with Jen yeah there's going to be a Genville listeners. Uh, all of the, all of this entire podcast and all the other podcasts that are related to it are going to live there, uh, in a sort of big podcasting mill.
1: Except Sarah, keep.
0: Except Sarah, keep, and potentially um, Jen's partner David, <laughs> oh, who yeah. hates the idea. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. They might have to go
0: off and do something else, like live normal lives. I don't know what
1: the alternative. is No, Sarah's going to be on the outside with a bullhorn. She's going to be Jen's <laughs> nemesis. <laughs> So she's refused the idea of
0: living in Genville.
1: Oh, I very much allocated her the role of Bullhorn Holder. I don't think she (laughs) wants to do that either, but she has to. (laughs) I love the idea that she rejects the
0: idea of the life in this place, but still has also rejected all other forms of life (laughs) other than just screaming into Genville for Bullhorn. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It will have a fully functioning Polarplex, so please do come and check it out when it exists, which will happen any day now. I hope. Uh, conversely, Maddie Casale, writing for Decider, this li- I- I line here just really speaks the troubling existential challenge that is the fact that there are literally hundreds of these movies. It evokes other Hallmark Christmas movies, but most immediately reminded me of Christmas Island. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this woman threw a dart at a board full of Hallmark movies <laughs> and picked one out and was like, sure, Christmas oh, God. Island.
0: You can kind of do that if you're talking to someone about some of the great film traditions as well. Just have the name of an obscure piece of like Italian neorealism and be like, I think the film was very similar to this. And they'll be like,
1: yep. Yeah. Sure, yep. Yeah.
0: Or just make it up because it probably exists and they just yeah. haven't heard of it. Oh, who was the director of that? Uh, Leo Tagliatelli. <laughs> that oh. sounds
1: right. Right. Hmm.
0: Here's what I wanted to say from her review. Navigating Christmas isn't bad. It just doesn't really have enough uniqueness. Yep. Uh, to stand out among the many other hallmark, t- hallmark t- holiday titles uh, You see, critics This is why you need a robust film culture So you can get every <laughs> viewpoint <laughs> um, We have one three-man I'm excited uh-huh. to announce Or more specifically and accurately A five-man Whoa Lachlan Monroe was in The Predator Little Man Deck the Halls, the previous Christmas special Uh-huh white chicks, and in Navigating Christmas he wanted to buy a lighthouse. I, that I
1: figured it must be yeah. Trump-alike, is what yeah, I called it's, him. Yeah,
0: it's, it's Trump-alike. Ooh, local hero, that might do for an, a better thing. Let me just make a note. Oh yeah, Scotland's been sticking it to Trump since the 80s. <laughs> <sighs> navigating Christmas has 6.5 on IMDb and that's all I got. Sobex, you rugged rural type.
1: That's me. Rugged and yeah. rural.
0: What's one thing about Navigating Christmas that made you want to run away from your dark Christmassy past? It's
1: that a lighthouse, isn't it? <laughs> it's, yeah. This was oh, truly, lighthouse. we looked at all, I think 42 Christmas Hallmark yeah. movies that are coming out when this year. we say year. looked at. We scrolled through a list. Well, yes. Paul, Paul read out a list to me over a voice yep. note. Yep. Uh, with a lot of kind of Jesus Christ's thrown in yeah. there. Um... <laughs> Sometimes and the I stupidity said, did overwhelm me. I said, I'm quite drawn to the whimsy of a film set in a lighthouse, Paul.
0: And I was very on board with that. I was like, fuck yeah, lighthouse.
1: Yeah, and then we watched it.
0: Yeah, end of story. <laughs> Our scene opens with rapid-fire Christmas aesthetics of being fired at you, whilst Adobe Premiere titles list the credits.
1: It's at this point where I go, oh, I, I really could have made this movie, actually. Yeah,
0: actually could have. with my. With, I feel like my phone is capable of shooting <laughs> as good as this. And we cut to the lobby of a hotel where we meet our great main character, who I do not name. Um, I have
1: a name for her.
0: Yes, please. It is
1: Chekhov's businesswoman.
0: <laughs> Chekhov's businesswoman. Eventually it will be paid off that this woman is does in...
1: Does unspecified investing business.
0: Well, she's condemned with the true horror of all modern women to actually have a career.
1: Awful. Dreadful. Awful.
0: Not something anyone should... Well, sorry, any, any woman should have before her. Mm-mm terrible situation uh she also has a supportive black friend of not much going on herself and uh yeah she PA. eye
1: fucks tremendously Absolutely. in any scene they're together in which is only you've one you've got
0: but... you've got to take all the queer representation you can get in a whole movie really and too. intense eye contact is pretty much as good as it's gonna get yeah
1: <laughs> i might have an agenda so what
0: <laughs> just relax okay it's a good agenda why are people so anti-agenda? They get things done. Uh, the PA is also the PA there who she is definitely beating the shit out of in the, private.
1: Oh, that girl is terrified. Yeah. She's a wage slave. Like,
0: Yeah. Yeah, she's literally... She at is one... not
1: earning enough to live in her Seattle apartment.
0: <laughs> yeah, and she berates her constantly... Except when she's around her supportive black friend. Yeah. He's like, go on, take the day off, honestly. (laughs) God, you act like I'm so mean to you. If you're
1: not here at 6am tomorrow morning, I'll skin you.
0: Don't fucking embarrass me in front of my supportive black friend,
1: okay? (laughs) Don't. Ellie, what's the word? Everything okay? Yes, okay. So um, uh, the final specs on your bathroom remodel just came in, so I put them on your desk. Your dry cleaning will be delivered tomorrow morning, and Mackenzie's will have dinner set by seven. I made sure to tell them. No, Spencer. Okay, great. Now stop working and enjoy yourself. This is your holidays. Are you sure? You don't need anything else. I could like, I don't know, organize client files. I could type the cents on any statements. Go have a drink and enjoy yourself before I fire you. Come on. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for stopping. I mean, uh, Melanie.
0: <laughs> Stop. <sighs> okay, yeah. Um, oh no, though she's a workaholic mum, but she likes to unwind by watching Hallmark Christmas movies. Hey. Oh, she's so relatable. Yeah. She has a 27-year-old son <laughs> yeah. who has a poster for International Sports Day on his um on his wall, so you know he's was. a teen. I
1: was too busy being distressed that he had his shoes on in bed.
0: <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Well, this is the stage where he is life out of balance. Koan Koanaskatzi, this is before the great shake up that will be the Christmas village. <laughs> Everything's wrong, here in Casa de... um what did you call it?
1: Chekhov's businesswoman.
0: <laughs> Chekhov's businesswoman, the great CBW. So, CBW has a fraught relationship with her 27-year-old son uh, because she works too much and he's behind on his homework. If only there was a father here. But the dad's a bit shit, so he's out of the picture. And he's promised to take an um, old boy um, <laughs> <laughs> to take him on like a skiing trip. Um, but unfortunately, he doesn't want to do it. So instead, she's got to quickly come up with one because she refuses to let him spend Christmas playing video games. Yeah, how video games dreadful are back. would that be? Yeah. Watch Hallmark movies. Don't play games. She manages to get the uh the place. um, where her friend really gives into like a cheap marketing tactic.
1: Yeah. It's like, oh my god. People people are looking at it. Well book it immediately with one (laughs) click somehow. You don't have to put in any information.
0: (laughs) (laughs) God, capitalism's good. And so yeah, they're on their way to live in a lighthouse for Christmas. That's as good as skiing. You ski down the lighthouse. Oh, she's a bit seasick on the boat though.
1: No but... no. Uh, Be specific. She's just a little sea dizzy, which is not a phrase. <laughs> you look kind of green, Mom. Just a little sea dizzy. I <laughs> she's wrote a it little down. sea dizzy. Specifically, she said, I'm just a little sea dizzy. <laughs> and I went That's... what? and skipped back to make sure that I had heard that correctly.
0: <laughs> that is an immaculate detail. I love it so much. Yeah, she's a little sea dizzy. But, oh, wait, who's this guy who she's having an antagonistic interaction with? Well,
1: here's the thing, Paul. He's wearing flannel, so he's the love interest.
0: Oh, there we go. (laughs) But everyone wears flannel.
1: Oh. Oh. It's going in a
0: different direction. Water's getting a little choppy. Maybe you should move.
1: I'm okay. Ma'am,
0: I I don't think you understand. Please,
1: please, just let me focus on my breathing. Don't call me ma'am. All
0: right. <gasps> Seriously?
1: <laughs> Are you laughing right now? I,
0: sorry, I Look, I tried to warn you. He's practical and knows what's best for her, but she's just too dang stubborn to accept it. Uh last we see of him, I expect. Uh, she sure. then meets she meets a different folksy supportive black friend who uh, doesn't have much going on for himself. You're perfect. Allow me to <laughs> You'll confide. Do. Yeah. <laughs> you meet all the criteria. Allow me to have occasional moments where I offload all of my shit onto you.
1: And you say, You got this girl.
0: <laughs> yeah, say something snazzy every now and then. <laughs> bling bling. What? Oh no, there's no wifi it- fi here. How am I supposed to snap my friends? I it also sounds like wrote he says yes.
1: <laughs> and then wrote what year is it? <laughs> no service. There's no service.
0: Mom, I can't do a whole week without Wi-Fi.
1: How am I gonna snap my friends? How am Snapchat, I supposed to snap Bex? my friends? I'm sorry, but that's Pokemon not snap. what the kids do anymore. This was written by a millennial.
0: <laughs> An ancient millennial who <laughs> has no idea what's going on. Where's our landlord? Oh, he's probably at Roots, It sounds like. Oh, I'll be a bar. There. Oh, it's a Christmassy Ruth's. diner.
1: Ruth's.
0: roofs Ruth. There you it's go. Owned by
1: Ruth. It's It's on
0: my roof and it's a Christmas diner where you can get lots of waffles and cookies it seems.
1: Yeah, She just gives out free cookies to everyone. It's a terrible business model.
0: (laughs) Nobody drinks in this world. There are no bars. You just eat cookies. Um, Oh no, it's the guy from the boat though who I'm gonna name Chris Pine Tree.
1: I just named him Flannel Man.
0: Flannel Man. Will do. (laughs) Um, Oh shit, he points out that the booking instructions include the fact that you have to work for free. No, it fucking doesn't. I'm calling the police. This is illegal.
1: Oh, they You're do also. I feel like this is important. I've got to tick off all of the Hallmark rom-com <laughs> tropes as they happen. Yeah. There is a literal you, you moment where they recognize yeah. each other. From oh, the they draw it, it the out so deep. much.
0: A lot. They introduce him from the behind. He's got a newspaper and it's like, <laughs> oh my God. this is
1: real bad. <laughs> we all know who it is. She knows who it is. She recognizes that flannel.
0: Come on now. That flannel. Oh God. Um.
1: But don't oh, good worry. Though, though. in this absolutely not at all predictable film, the man hates Christmas. Oh, what?
0: No, he's going to have a change of heart. Surely. Surely.
1: I wouldn't that count on stand. it, Paul. He really <laughs> hates Christmas.
0: Oh, boy, the odds are stacked against them here, but she does too. Who likes Christmas then? Oh, good. There are also love interests for the supportive black guy and the son too. Good. I'm looking forward to seeing this play out as I expect. <laughs> If you don't put decorate this lighthouse for the Christmas festival, you'll be letting down an entire island of hopeful Christian uh, Christmas enthusiasts. Think
1: of the children, Think he the almost children. literally says.
0: But also, I'd fucking love to do that.
1: I, 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 would I have go, written here, spending a week decorating a lighthouse sounds like my <laughs> ideal holiday. <laughs> oh and no. And I'm mad I can't do it.
0: To be honest, yes, that does sound fun. But also, I would really love to let down an entire island of Christmas enthusiasts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that okay, just sounds I great. We want different go... ideas of what our ideal holiday was. I understand. I,
0: I do actually like the idea of decorating a Christmas thing. But also, I really want to disappoint these weirdos. So I feel like I'd go out of throw my way. That
1: switch. On yeah, I would erect Eve stuff. I would happens. put up.
0: I would put up awning. I would put up like things, something that looks like a carousel, like covered in like uh, rope, in like curtains. And they'd be like, "How the hell has he done that?" And then I would just, just pull it, and it would boxes. all it would all fall away. And I would just say, "Get the hell off my property." <laughs> 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 That's my idea of a Christmas miracle.
1: <laughs> yeah, hell yeah.
0: Oh, but yes, she finds his uh, the this. She finds the son's uh, research paper. My trip to the space needle. Okay, how old do we are we supposed to think this kid is?
1: I I think he's in high school. What is my trip to the Space Needle?
0: My my dad's job.
1: I I I I don't know. None of All us. I can say is that he hasn't watched the hot new video of the moment, H Bomber Guy's video on plagiarism, because yep. he's gonna <laughs> copy that essay.
0: Ah, oh, he's gonna use Chat GPT to do it. He's a <laughs> terrible guy.
1: Not if Snapchat still exists. I have to assume this is set several years in the past.
0: This is Saltburn. This is set in 2006. <laughs> so we get a little glimpse of uh, Pine Tree's past and uh, something to do with his father. I look oh, forward to finding that out. Oh,
1: man who hates Christmas has daddy issues. Oh, no. <laughs> ChatGPT wrote this. <laughs>
0: it's the ultimate Christmas conspiracy. Um, yeah. And I think something's eventually this is going to come out and we're all going to think a little differently about him. Fade out for commercial break.
1: <laughs> oh, I didn't get any fade outs for commercial really? break.
0: I got them five times. <laughs> no,
1: the definitely legal wa- site that I was watching it on just had the whole thing. Just up there. Oh, no,
0: I had the whole thing too for the definitely legal method I used to watch this um, American movie. Um, but it would fade out to black and then fade back in oh, again. Oh, no,
1: no, I didn't get that. Oh,
0: wow. I love that.
1: Or maybe I did oh. and I was just also blacking out intermittently. I don't <laughs> oh, know. Oh,
0: yeah, true. There's, there's also that. We're all very tired. Um he overhears her talking about what a dick son she has and she and he's like hmm maybe she's not so bad after all. Well, better show up and just be his dad.
1: Yeah, he he shows that boy one slight note of approval
0: <laughs> and the yep. boy
1: imprints on him like a duckling. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful to watch, like, really.
1: Wow, his dad must have been real shit even when he was around. Yeah. He was just like y- thanks. He brought him something and he was like thanks and he was like wow he loves me
0: (laughs) in a way my real dad never did and he's not the only one because um, she's all like i don't get this dumb festival it's
1: nice well
0: it does sound nice
1: (laughs) why are you so adamant about getting this lighthouse beautified for the christmas festival if you don't even like christmas
0: in most small towns there's a tree lighting ceremony where people just gather around to watch the tree light up right all right well in this town this lighthouse is the tree. Everyone gathers around to go watch it light up. There's carolers, hot chocolate, there's it actually
1: sounds kind of fun, doesn't
0: it? Actually sounds pretty great, right. doesn't it? Yeah.
1: You changed my mind with your persuasive <laughs> arguments.
0: Yeah. We get a montage of festive placing things. Pillows, placemats.
1: Yeah, but like um uh And then
0: cut outside and it's great.
1: Yeah. I mean they put down about four things. <laughs> I don't know and what then, to tell
0: you. And then off-screen they also erected all the lights and put Yeah, up the they trees also and... fell off ladders <laughs> yeah. and yeah.
1: couldn't find extension cables, yeah. That's
0: too that's too much for Hallmark. <laughs> we know our we know our audience. Oh, that teen girl from earlier who's into the sun, is the mayor's daughter. Now, I've not seen a ton of these Hallmark movies, but I'm guessing from their relationship uh, from what I've seen so far, sh- their relationship shall drive the, poli- the political schism that forms between the newcomers and the islanders in the second act.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm pretty sure and that's, that's a- correct. And this that's becomes a Romeo and Juliet.
0: <laughs> that's all going to start at the Christmas uh, fair, which is happening tonight. The first of many.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, there's a Christmas event and then they have to spend the next week going to Christmas events.
0: Yeah, oh God. So yeah, everyone goes and interacts with their love interest in a wholesome but promising way, and I wonder which one of them is about to turn up dead, challenging everything we've learned so far about these characters and the deceptively fragile power structure of this island. Guess we'll see. Fate to commercial.
1: <laughs> this is the point at which I start to get concerned for the the boy. Oh. That, that this actor is so genuinely terrified and awkward because nobody gave him the script because it starts <laughs> looking like acting, he's the only one and it's it Truman showed like into real this. Fear. <laughs>
0: We <laughs> just Truman shoved this guy into this.
1: Yeah, or or he thought he was taking an improv class and he just turned up and they were like, okay, go
0: action. Right. <laughs> oh god. Well, the next morning, the mum's exposure to whole country. Oh god, no, that's mean. I'm not gonna put that. <laughs> I'm say that. Out loud. That was too edgy. I'm not that kind of guy. No, but nevertheless, her experience of being near wholesome country dick. Screw it. I'll just say it. Has brought out her trad wife tendencies. So she's in the kitchen.
1: Baking,
0: <laughs> and she's yeah carrying a visibly weightless box down a stairway. Down the uh, most
1: non-threatening stairway I've ever seen. <laughs> it's not even a ladder. The... It's not even a ladder. No
0: railings everywhere that she's perfectly able to grab with it's her free an hand. Empty
1: cardboard box.
0: But don't worry, our guy is here to tell Pine her n- to turn around. Pine tree comes up and approaches her as she's literally on the bottom uh, step, and it's like, <laughs> let me help you with that. Oh, swoon. <laughs> Uh, the son wants to interview Chris Pine Tree about his dark past. Oh, he hates talking about that.
1: He's fine with it though.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you miss your dad? Yeah, we had a tough relationship. I miss my dad too. I guess he. Hey, 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 hey. He's being interviewed here. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh. This is about me. Yeah. This guy.
0: Ask your fucking questions. Keep that shit to yourself. No wonder he left. Now <laughs> <laughs> come oh, over God. here
1: and do some of the worst Morse code I've ever seen. You're selling nothing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, they bond over lights. Your shorts a light are the
1: same length as your longs. I don't know <laughs> what's going on.
0: Don't I know it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they bond over this Morse code. It's so cool. Ah, oh, any team would love this. The mum confides in Pine Tree that she just wishes Christmas was more trad.
1: If only there are a way to make that happen.
0: (laughs) Uh, The sun, meanwhile, is taken out by the local kids to see the fireworks. Ah, There'll be a terrifying hazing ritual to ingratiate him to the locals, which will force him to confront his own boundaries in a devastating exploration of consent, peer pressure, and social contracts, I expect. We'll find out. Fade to commercial.
1: Chekhov's boat <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my god oh I missed Chekhov's
1: anchor there's also Chekhov's anchor oh yes
0: the kissed anchor if you kiss yeah. this anchor you f- can find children in the fog yeah you say. get a
1: divine sense of direction or something <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: it's, I was it's like real. this is a
1: hundred percent gonna be kissed on Christmas Eve by someone in a state of emergency
0: <laughs> 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 cannot wait for that that drama um yeah uh he's he's complaining about his mom and how terrible she is and uh, the friend, the love interest, is like, your mum sounds really cool. She dropped everything to find you a vacation. Do you know how hard they are to find? Yeah, to be fair, she did have to scroll all the way <laughs> to the bottom of the page.
1: <laughs> and four other people were interested. Four
0: other people were interested and she beat them to death. But
1: also, I was like, during the scene, I was like, thank you. Jesus Christ, one person in this room is talking sense. <laughs> like, stop being such a dick to your mum because being such your a dad dick, is but- a dick
0: also though drop everything she was planning on watching hallmark christmas <laughs> yeah, movies I mean, over the break <laughs> everything is maybe strong i mean to be fair that's that's also pretty much my plans any anything yeah any given time but yeah it's getting late in the film so we have got to have some sort of bump in the road but oh no pine tree is having financial trouble <laughs> those damn city folks are trying to steal all the
1: folksiness this is where i well not quite here i guess when she finds out about it my my notes are very light at this point. I don't know what <laughs> happened.
0: Okay. Well, look, it's the next festive event. If ever you don't know what's happening, there's probably is some sort of Christmas event. Okay. And uh, this will be the one where everyone hooks up and then wakes up with remorse because they all slept with each other's love interests because ah. they were too afraid to chase the people they really wanted. A devastating treatise on modern relationships, parasocial bonds, probably, and Brexit. I don't know. So we'll find out. Fade to commercial. <laughs> Oh my god, that Chris P- Chris Pine tree is opening up about his dark past to the mum. It turns out his mum died, and his father died, and his dog died, so now he's all dark. Apparently, we're told. Is
1: Swedish fisherman father. Let's no! Let's be specific.
0: Let's be specific. That's the worst kind of dad to lose. It's the it's, it's the bream I really miss.
1: It just immediately made me start thinking of the Eurovision movie. <laughs> <laughs> Piers Brosnan is now in my mind.
0: Love that. Oh god, you'd the be dad. devastated if you lost that. Ah, uh, the mom is getting even more trash. She's sacrificed trousers now. <laughs> 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 trousers will occur later in fact th- three, <laughs> but for now, went to a dress. And they all watch a movie and share creepy nods whilst hanging out with their love interests. Like nice, yeah.
1: Yeah, ha ha ha. We are watching a film. Ha 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 ha. I love say, Hallmark. Also, Earl and Ruth, the like supportive black friend replacement, and the yeah. cookie baker. Uh-huh. Their, rela- their relationship is so weirdly done because it's very much like. They hold hands once, and there's a bit of a like, ooh, yeah. But yeah. it's like weirdly like, don't look at them.
0: Don't, yeah. Don't perceive them. <laughs> it's an interracial relationship, Bex. We're being you know, progressive, it's...
1: but we don't want you to We don't. We're, we're not going to show it. any of it. Yeah,
0: we're going to leave that. <laughs> it
1: was really weirdly done. It, it felt like a weird someone company. had tried to edit around it.
0: <laughs> yeah. They're, they're not a wholesome company. Anyway, he starts talking about his dad again. Why is this a new scene? Literally all they've done since the last time he was doing this is have <laughs> them Christmas. in a cinema. Oh, God. There's a truly terrifying dance scene. And uh, then they they totally kiss. Oh, that's going to be so complicated for the son, I guess. He's afraid to get invested again. A devastating testament to the lack of originality of Hallmark writers.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so she calls back home to her other supportive black friend who hasn't got much going on herself, who is still baking.
1: Yeah, I feel like every time she calls her, she's decorating or doing a different thing in the house. And it's like, how long has it taken you to, it's like, to make Christmas, honey? You clearly live alone.
0: It's like, like Stella. She calls back and she's all <laughs> at the same moment. <laughs> time is differently here on Christmas Island.
1: Don't leave me, Murph! I'm still here on the phone.
0: But <laughs> yeah. like, I'll be back by the time. Oh, that would be nice, actually, if time dilation worked the other way. Yeah. McConaughey gets back and it's like, oh. Oh, okay. oh I
1: didn't leave. Hey.
0: You got- <laughs> I'm here, honey
1: <laughs> Well that would have been a very different film and would have made me cry in different ways.
0: Oh, oh it's about how dads go away and give up their lives for work. Yeah. Dads and mums. Mums are also part of that terrible capitalist system. Mm-hmm. Hooray!
1: Yeah.
0: Woo! <laughs> Woo! Go pat. So the mother and son talk it out together and they find the strength together to form a traditional heterosexual family unit. <laughs> it's a bold move. Oh shit though, the lighthouse is gonna get final inspection tonight. And he can't lose the lighthouse. It means so much to the people of this Christmas town. They just love the lighthouse. Yeah. It's really good.
1: I guess they do.
0: They fucking love that lighthouse, Bex.
1: It's the only it's... thing that keeps them going.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Every the morning left... they wake
1: up and think, should I just end it all? Oh, look at the lighthouse. Oh, look at the lighthouse.
0: Fade to commercial. The lighting event is happening. And goddamn that Tina's ex- so excited about this. You saved me from gaming.
1: But about just like here's the thing is that they 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 throw the switch. That's all they do. They both put their yeah. hands on the switch yeah. and they throw it. And then the guy <laughs> grabs him by the hand, looks deep in his eyes and says, I'm really proud of you. Yeah. For what?
0: <laughs> you did it.
1: Huh? A wrist you put, movement?
0: You put all of those Christmas mats down.
1: Are you okay, guys? <laughs>
0: <laughs> this place needs higher standards. Anyway, Locker Monroe shows up to reveal that the lighthouse is going to be torn down. You lied to us. You betrayed me and my son and the Christmas Island enthusiasts.
1: This is where I lose my mind because <laughs> this drama is so contrived. She doesn't own this lighthouse. She's staying there for a week at Christmas. It's <laughs> nothing to do with her. She's like, you know how hard it is for me to trust people and then you go and do a personal business deal with your own property that has no bearing on me? How <laughs> dare you?
0: Yeah, well, you, you lied to your son that his stepmom is pregnant. So there.
1: Oh no! Guess oh no, who was that sh- couldn't we could not have foreseen has overheard this conversation about <gasps> his dad's new girlfriend being secretly pregnant.
0: Oh no! He's gonna run away. Oh, Jack God, Ops suicide
1: boat comes into play. <laughs>
0: he's gonna kill himself, and the mumma doesn't buy it. Launching her own, her own, launching her on a devastating journey into the dark heart of Christmas Island. Ultimately revealing that after she went to bed that night, he confr- the son went off to confront the mayor's daughter, got too handsy, and then was accidentally killed while she was fighting him off. Where do her loyalties lie now? With her dead pervert son, or this frail young woman? Especially when the death is ruled as murder, and evidence seems to incriminate Chris Pine Nuts. Fate Commercial. None of that happens.
1: Are your commercial breaks getting more frequent at this point? Because it feels like they are.
0: <laughs> no, that was that was, that was was an invented <laughs> commercial. There is one more coming, though, because, yes, he's actually just gone off sailing and um, he'll, he'll get lost and need the lighthouse to save him. And somehow that will destroy Locker and Monroe is what I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, at this point, you look at it and you go, okay, well, yeah, we they're need. in a lighthouse.
0: But little do I know that a mere six minutes later, <laughs> there he is. He's Morse coding Happy Holidays. Oh, he must be fine. Let's get back to shore, boys.
1: Yeah, also... No,
0: this is all you showed me how to do. Help me. He could have he could have figured out help me if he knew Happy Holidays. He's a dull boy.
1: Yeah, that's true. And I can't believe he didn't know SOS. Children these days. <laughs> um,
0: it's not in Fortnite.
1: But also, I just found very funny when... So she, she wakes up first thing in the morning and he's uh-huh. not there. And uh-huh. then we cut to like, it's dark. Has the, the whole day passed? Has he been out there... <laughs> The whole day And she's getting on this boat with Earl To go out and look for him And Earl, unprompted Just says, don't worry Christmas miracles are what this island is all about Implying (laughs) that her child needs a miracle To save him Which I don't (laughs) think is comforting
0: It's not reassuring This is also where Uh.
1: Chekhov's anchor comes into play (gasps) As Chris Pine Nuts What did you call him?
0: (laughs) Yeah, Chris Pine Chris Pine Tree
1: I've called him Nuts nuts as well Um, That's fair (laughs) <laughs> chris pine nuts is going to the lighthouse to question mark i don't question know how mark. this is very helpful and he <laughs> sees the anchor and he's he said it was just a silly story but he lifts up part of it and he stares at it and he says what the fuck does they say divine direction is that what yeah he gets? yeah he divine... kisses it And then he he looks up like he's just got a radar ping and is like, of course.
0: Um, Of course, he'll be in the water.
1: Yeah, but then, yeah, (laughs) nothing comes of that. And he just goes upstairs with some binoculars until he sees the kid flashing Morse code and knows exactly where he is magically.
0: Ah, but that's what occurred to him. That's what occurred to him at that moment. (laughs) But he might, that he should maybe look at the water. (laughs) Yes, well, having saved the boy, he comes back and he tells Locker Munro to go fuck himself, as we all should and uh yeah but this puts us into a tenuous position though how are we gonna save the lighthouse
1: Chekhov's business businesswoman. <laughs> wait i'm
0: rich i'll buy the lighthouse and we won't have to pay taxes kiss me christmas boy
1: <laughs> the end
0: <laughs> the end the son loves books now not video games we fixed him and uh, all the other love interests show up and it just fucking ends followed by 20 seconds of credits yeah and then yeah stay tuned because coming up next is the christmas shark
1: I wrote that before you did the fig earlier. Christmas Shark (laughs) starring (laughs) Jason Statham. Starring
0: Jason Statham. It comes full circle. And this is for you. The lighthouse. Our lighthouse. I
1: love
0: (laughs) it. Bex, what did you make of navigating Christmas?
1: Well, Paul. Uh, yeah. if you took every christmas film and you averaged them out perfectly i think you would get this christmas film i don't think there was a single up down or otherwise particularly interesting moment to really make it stand out from anything <laughs> it was the most predictable thing i've ever seen yep. and i was really hoping if i'm honest that it would be much worse than it was so yeah that i could mock it incessantly but it was just <sighs> there
0: it's so bland It is so predictable and I've had always had this thought of of the uh, Hallmark Christmas movies that they are absolutely designed in the same way that YouTube sort of Christmas screensaver stuff is. You're meant to put it on and have it on in the background whilst you do wrapping, decorate the house, bake just walk back and forth through and it gets, it seems to be structured. Do do your
1: Hallmark tradwife duties. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'll be doing. and um, That's the idea is it's entirely there in order to just accommodate Christmas activities and is designed in such a way as to incentivize just going away and coming back because yeah, that, every plot point thing. will be re-explained.
1: This is a film that you can put on whilst you're making Christmas dinner and it yeah. doesn't matter that you have to keep going and checking on the turkey yeah, or making the bread sauce or whatever it is that you're doing because mm. when you come back, you can look at what's happening and know exactly what has happened in the intervening time and indeed what will happen next.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, it is very deeply nostalgic and traditional in a way that I think highlights the limitations of both. I'm going to return to the Emily St. James article for Vox for a moment, where she says, I should admit upfront that I love a good Hallmark Christmas movie. I'll watch just about any Hallmark Christmas movie I stumble upon, but my favourite is 2014's Nine Lives of Christmas. Uh, it involves a fireman played by Brandon Ralph." who finds love at Christmas because he adopts a cat who befriends another cat, and the other cat just so happens to belong to the woman our hero is meant to be with. Christmas and Cats represents a pretty perfect Venn diagram intersection of my interests, to be sure, but Nine Lives also underlines why the best warm-up movies work. They are always unabashedly themselves, unashamed of coming off as square, corny, old-fashioned. Nobody so much as swears, and the true love is always just around the corner, even for those who may seem like lost causes. So... It's offering a very straightforward worldview. I wish we had one of the ones that had a slightly more contrived plot. Like, just, to be honest, my understanding of the format was always businesswoman is introduced. She's super stressed out. Goes, is forced to go to a town, a small town American thing, to leave the city, travel out of the urban space into a suburban space where she experiences Christmas wholesomeness and a man who ultimately represents sort of old-fashioned masculine values, who is eventually able to convince her to leave her career in favour of taking up trad wife duties. And,
1: and quite often uh, a city slicker boyfriend back home. Yeah. Who's a really good guy, who's just like, wow, I see that you've really found your place in the, all this Christmas, I wish you well, and then gets a Christmas Eve flight home back to New York for $8,000. <laughs> and it's,
0: it's I can imagine why that's comforting Actually, in this same article She makes reference to the Twilight Zone episodes Where characters would always travel back in time Chasing after an Americana that never existed Missing the fact that those episodes Almost always ended in tragedy But she does outline this And yet, Hallmark Christmas movies aren't overtly agenda-driven in the way that, say, Fox News is. They might skew towards social conservatism, but the network isn't telling these stories in hopes of making Christmas great again, at least not in a way where the movies preach such a message to your face, and there's plenty of those. With that said, nobody in a Hallmark Christmas movie would ever greet someone with happy holidays either. The channel is telling these stories because there's an audience, and because that audience isn't particularly well-served elsewhere. If you just want to watch a nice story about Christmas with absolutely no outwardly objectionable elements and a heartwarming ending as well, Hallmark Christmas movies are your only option. What are these objectionable elements Emily Sinclair defines uh, describes here? Could it be representation of other people, like other yeah. experiences? Because there's no, so far as I know, LGBTQI plus Hallmark movie. I think it even gets mentioned in Bros.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think there's a hallmark. I mean, there's very few non-hallmark ones either.
0: Yes, true. Tragic. Rose Just is that very Kristen rare. Stewart one. <laughs> but yes, the Kristen Stewart one,
1: which was was upsettingly not very good.
0: No, such a shame.
1: <laughs> um, but it did have Kristen Stewart in it, so obviously I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: obviously we watched it. Yeah, we'll we'll continue to watch that. Bros is very good if you get a chance to watch that. But yes, uh,
1: I believe I've seen that one. Yeah. I, I keep looking at it and being like, I should watch that, and then starting it and being like, I've seen it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. It's exactly that kind of thing. What perfect Christmas movie you can do that every year. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: But yes, representation is on the shorthand. And I feel like there's just this sense that it is representing an escape for people who don't like the modern world when the modern world includes the idea that, hey, you should probably take into account other people's experiences. And like this idea that if you include... You know, anything beyond straight white people, there has to be an element of tragedy. No, there doesn't. Tell the same movies, but with same-sex couples. Like, you know, we all want this escape. Just make your escape more inclusive. Yeah. Do the exact same movie, but with black leads. Do the exact same movie, but with same-sex leads, with non-binary leads. Like everything. Just we all we are all susceptible, especially at this time of year, to dumb escapism. And you don't have to include dark and edgy topics just because you've diversified your cast.
1: Yeah exactly
0: yeah like i I have
1: an agenda (laughs) damn it the agenda is gay christmas
0: (laughs) the agenda is queer joy god damn it let us have some it doesn't all have to be fucking
1: that's my mastermind dark
0: shit yeah (laughs) gay joy (laughs) oh god well with that in mind uh, so that's it really watching it now like it is so passive the experience of watching these movies. It's so yeah. difficult to engage with.
1: I, I was about to say I really struggled to like engage with this. I ha- yeah. I made not three phone calls during the course of this movie. <laughs> not important phone calls. I just wanted to talk to people. Yeah. So I just like would text a friend and be like, hey, can I? do you want to chat? <laughs> yeah. And I would give them a ring, yeah. we'd have a nice little chat, and then I'd be like, no, nah, okay, I'll go back to this Christmas film.
0: <laughs> and I went into these extensive diatribes about the, the movies that I could imagine this becoming if a better filmmaker was involved and was completely undistracted in my revelry by the events on screen because you're told everything. This guy has a dark past, eventually he'll get over it. The son has father issues, eventually he'll... Replace his bad father with this new father. The only progressive element, I guess, and it's progressive in a 1940s kind of way. <laughs> like if a film, like, if Betty Davis did this in a movie back then, it would be considered bold. It's the idea that you can find a new family, you know, sort of lost women rehabilitated kind of thing. But it's still only progressive in that because eventually the woman only has value insofar as she's able to find a yeah, new and husband. Yeah, it
1: has to be. It has to be a normal uh, air yeah. quotes family.
0: Yeah, you have to complete the she family unit. She can't just
1: ask her supportive black friend who's got nothing else to do to come and join <laughs> her family unit. That's not allowed. That
0: Which would f- clearly be the better option. Or just forge a meaningful relationship with her son on her own terms. Yeah. She only gets on with her son once there's a dad.
1: Yeah.
0: Because the unit must be complete.
1: Yeah.
0: So yeah, that's, that's, that's what you're coming down to here. I can't really fully relate. But then again, we all have our quirks. You know, at Christmas, there's nothing I like more than watching, like, trashy 90s blockbusters that remind me of the kind of daytime television that would be shown during my teenage Christmases.
1: I only really watch two Christmas things. Uh-huh. White Christmas.
0: Okay, beautiful. Often
1: and repeatedly. I usually watch it about six times a year because I make uh-huh. everyone I know watch it and screen it for <laughs> each of them separately. Yeah. Um, And The Bear That Slept Through Christmas, Aww. <laughs> which is like a little <laughs> animated film that has such strong nostalgia vibes for me. And it's yeah. about bears who think Christmas is mythical because they sleep yeah. through the winter. So they think it's a place. And yeah. so this one bear tries to stay awake to go and find Christmas. Yeah, Which of course he eventually that's does beautiful. because he becomes a teddy bear oh. and joins a family. And that's oh where God. Christmas is. <laughs> um, but there's a really Love great, that. there's um, a Professor Werner von Baer in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like a super German scientist bear professor Love that. um Love and that it's for classic them. and you should
0: all go and watch it <laughs> i should watch it that sounds like a great one better thing we need to hold yeah. on to that i will have a one better thing too which will also lead to me making a few more comparisons but i get deep into christmas i watch a lot of christmas movies a lot of christmas specials but all the best ones all the ones that have really endured have a hint of darkness about them yeah british comedy in particular like the christmas specials about this time of year are things like one foot in the grave uh bloody porridge you know movies about dark depressing situations that's still where you find the christmas spirit and the movies often have that too
1: i think that's it isn't it like the idea for us of christmas is that even in the darkest times yeah there's this ray of hope which is you know finding the true meaning of christmas which is the people that you spend it with
0: yeah never forget that it's a wonderful life has an attempted suicide in it yeah it's 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 always the darkness there that allows you to sort of see your way through tokyo godfather's All the best Christmas movies have that element. And that's why Die Hard, you know, there's so much (laughs) adversity there and complicated family issues. Although, Die Hard is probably, of all the films we've mentioned, the closest to a Hallmark family Christmas because ultimately (laughs) it is about a businesswoman giving up her city life in order to embrace this rugged rural. (laughs) Rural, in this case, is LA. It's New York, rather. <laughs> yeah, if if Die Hard was told from Holly Gennaro's perspective, it would be, it would be a Hallmark movie. So, but you know what, Hallmark doesn't want to make a Christmas classic. You know, it's not interested in making a movie that will you know stand the test of time. It ha- is quantity, the sheer number of movies they make, which means that they, I mean, they have hundreds now, yeah, and they can just run whole seasons of them and commit a channel to just showing them constantly
1: and keep all of their christmas actors imprisoned in their yeah. giant christmas warehouse
0: <laughs> somebody find cameron candace bure and get her out of there because and
1: gretchen from mean girls i saw she. oh was no in lacey chabert
0: is in so many of them yeah oh, and God.
1: peter from the lion the witch in the wardrobe the Aww. recent movies yeah yeah i say recent they're not recent at all but in it my mind be soon after
0: they, yeah, they especially won't be when Greta Gerwig uh, Comes in with her own Take But before that happens, we're going to quick fire <laughs> This movie we spent an inexplicably long amount of time Talking about
1: Yeah, well, about. <laughs> the good news is there's not that many quick fires True, so true, 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 true So be quick Quick well, let's fire Let's get to quick
0: firing <laughs> Quick fire
1: I enjoyed because I said almost the exact same thing in my brain at the same time. How can you tell anyone apart in this sea of flannel?
0: Yeah, that's good. I like that. I also like a line of hers earlier when she's reading the Airbnb or whatever it is. Quote the Booking.com thing. Uh, sponsor us uh, websites. Um, <laughs> I enjoy the way you're destroying real estate and markets. Um, I'm up to. I'm up for it. But the way she's, uh, she sort of draws out the final word of a sentence, which is the word lighthouse.
1: Arrive by water taxi and spend Christmas in a unique location by taking residence in a historic and idyllic lighthouse.
0: I enjoyed that. It was very portentous.
1: <laughs> um, I... Uh, oh, God, why are all of mine flannel-based? <laughs> um, when they're decorating, they pull out some flannel decorations. <laughs> and I lost oh it. Oh my
0: god, that's hilarious. I, I love it. that. United States of America. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you, we will never relate to you, I hope. <sighs> but yes, um when she runs up the stairs to tell her son, we're going to be spending Christmas in a lighthouse. The kid gives a look <laughs> to <laughs> off-screen of sheer horror as if it's really inexplicable because it's not a look of confusion. It's a look of oh no. <laughs>
1: not not specifically a lighthouse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God. <laughs>
1: um I'm I, I really don't have that many, so I'm Fair. I'm probably leaping far I'm ahead of you. Nearly there. Um I I know I know we talked about how they were kind of edited around and we were told to ignore them, but I found Ruth and Earl's relationship yeah. the cutest and yeah. the most relatable they it were was. just like had genuine interest in spending time with each other and had like a very natural yeah. and realistic way of talking to each other which wasn't like romantic metaphors <laughs> they were just like clearly like hey I like to hold your hand yeah. shall I get you hot chocolate wanna go dancing <laughs> see you later you know yeah, I like nice. this. it is it's nice
0: oh god well you've got the guy. So there's a moment where um, somebody is asked to explain it. The guy is sat at his table in the diner, and the woman is over him. And then he t- he asks the owner of the di- diner to explain a myth or something. And whilst he's having that explained, he just tucks into a Christmas cookie, and, and he just gas- looks mixing. so he's so delighted with it. It's just hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> He's so happy with that cookie. And he's okay. not the center of frame. You can just choose to you watch just, him. Yeah, you just you know. see him
1: in the edge just like be like, this is the best. This is the best cookie. cookie I've ever eaten. I have ever eaten. <laughs>
0: that was out of character. He just yeah, fit into this. They just gave him a like, really great shortbread cookie. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> he hadn't eaten all day because he's been in the Christmas looked in the Christmas uh hallmark films
0: warehouse <laughs> the christmas the hallmark christmas cupboard yeah with Lacey chabert
1: um i had a really good old giggle when he's interviewing uh chris pine nuts mm. um he has a clipboard for some reason <laughs> and he's got a photo of like him and his dad that they found yeah, in the warehouse, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he he shows him this and goes is this you and then i look down and i see that The top question he's written for his interview is, Oh no, is this you? And then then he says, he's like, oh, wow, yeah, that is me. He goes, is that your dad with you? And I look down and, is that your dad with you? Is the next question written underneath. And it just made me laugh so so hard. That he was like, how do you interview someone? Well, I'll start with, is this you? Got to write that down. Brackets show picture. (laughs) But it was... (laughs) That's so funny. <laughs> I was kind of. Half of me was like, could this kid not remember his lines? Is that what it was? <laughs> That's
0: an amazing detail It did not even occur to me to look at. That's fabulous. Uh, <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Shit, that might have redeemed this whole movie for
1: me. Yeah. Genuinely make oh me laugh a lot. Yeah, that's
0: that's wonderful. Oh god. Okay. Um, I like you know you've got the Christmassy aesthetic, but the only time it really starts out to me was I liked the Christmassy shops. There's a moment where they're walking through like a Times Square, a town square, and they've got the shops all done up in the Christmas sort of tradition, and I enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Mm. Um, I will say that the the there were some like drone shots oh, of yeah. the oh, island itself. And I do want to go and live there. It was so beautiful and kind of a bit bleak, but like oh that was like it just looked great.
0: I'd like the islanders to move out, but otherwise, yes. (laughs) Yes, (laughs)
1: Exactly that. Me and Maya Katie can't be in the same place because we'll form a singularity when we touch with the same person. Or
0: you'll you'll be competitive organized fun organizers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Um right i only have no i have two left um there's an establishing shot of the christmas market where an extra sort of does an over exaggerated bow and then another extra at a different table does the same movement (laughs) and it's like npcs only have a limited animation
1: (laughs) wow
0: it's so good (laughs)
1: um okay i've got a few more than you actually oh okay so i'll I'll do a couple Yes, please. Um, they're just very small things. And some of them, okay, sometimes I put these in good things. and Afterwards, I'm like, it's not really a good thing. It just made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: um, fine.
1: But something that made me laugh is when he's going through his post and there it's all these final notice things. Mm. They're not stickers. It's very clearly someone's printed it on a piece of paper and then, like, stuck yeah. it onto the envelope. Yeah. And the shoddy <laughs> prop work just made me laugh so much. Love that. <laughs> um so that's that um and I enjoyed um he uh the kid at some point is like oh I've been I'm in the friend zone um yeah. and Chris Pine nut says yeah. to him a wise man once told me the best kind of ship is a friendship. a friendship and then immediately looks so embarrassed at having said it <laughs> and his reaction would be like oh, oh that was dreadful actually yeah kind of I like because of... if he'd done it like and just like stuck to his guns I would have been like uh but I yeah, quite I enjoyed of... his like never mind <laughs>
0: I did like the sentiment of it, though. I like the idea of sort of, you know, oh, I'm worried I'm in the friend zone. And and the sentiment would be...
1: You've got a great friend. friend.
0: Yeah, having friends is great. How about that? So also, I
1: did just finish playing with my best friend. Um, We play a a puzzle video game series called We Were Here. Uh And uh, they just did one called The Friendship, where you have to build a ship with your friendship. (laughs) So I was like, oh, my God. (laughs)
0: Love that.
1: (laughs) They've played my favorite game.
0: My last one is just, there's there's a moment where they go up into the lighthouse and they look over the sea, and it's just a nice view from the
1: top of a lighthouse.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: that is some, nice. It's a nice view, and sometimes um, that's
0: all you need and all okay, you get. Okay, I'll
1: whiz through my last view. <laughs> okay. Um, I enjoyed halfway through their serious romantic conversation where it started snowing and then it zoomed out and there was someone standing next to them with a snow machine they'd just turned on. <laughs>
0: that's And cute. he goes,
1: oh, that's where it was coming from, as if he couldn't see it until the camera panned out. um I did have a little like that's nice moment when the kid um just like hugged the mum of his own volition it was the first time they'd really had any like physical contact in the film and he just had a moment where he was like you know what I appreciate that I've been an asshole yeah and I do appreciate all that you do for me and they had a little hug and she looked genuinely like quite touched by it and I was like oh and that's it that's all my good things
0: well there you go I didn't ask the OG team I forgot, sorry. If any of you have seen Navigating <laughs> Christmas, then get then in touch. Why? What
1: are you doing? Stop. Why?
0: <laughs> I love you, but why? Um, so let's just move on to the one better
1: thing. The one better thing. Absolutely. So <laughs> mm. I'm going to recommend another Hallmark film uh-huh. specifically. And it's an unhinged one, because I think if you're going to watch a Christmas Hallmark film... It should make you so mad that you go on a nine-text rant to your friend, which I did.
0: <laughs> Excellent.
1: It's called The Twelve Gifts of Christmas. I love it. <laughs> it's about an <laughs> aspiring amazing. artist.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, or, or, I'm sorry, a fine arts painter. Okay. <laughs> um, but she's unable to make ends meet somehow being a fine artist, which is weird because it's usually a really lucrative career, as I'm sure you know. Um, so... One of her friends is like, why don't you become a personal shopper? And she's like, okay. And then this super rich guy turns up and is like, hey, buy gifts for everyone I know. Um, (laughs) And 95% of the film is shopping. Love it. And then at the end, he (laughs) steals some of her art, (gasps) photoshops it into a weird big Christmas painting. She gets mad about it, returns to her sister alone and, and... appalled on you know christmas eve in that yeah. miscommunication stage and her sister is like have you considered getting over it and <laughs> she goes and apologizes to him and they hook up Hooray! <laughs> exploit your artists gang that's what hallmark wants you to know for christmas look um so basically what i'm saying is is it better probably not is it gonna make you feel more then navigating Christmas? Yes.
0: Yes. Anger mostly.
1: Want an actually enjoyable film that's not going to make you feel angry. Go and watch Night Before Christmas with a K, oh, oh. where a oh, night what? travels forward in time. <laughs> what a curveball! I... <laughs> you weren't expecting that! No,
0: I wasn't. <laughs> um,
1: and uh, Vanessa Hudgens falls in love with him.
0: Oh, fuck yeah.
1: Because Vanessa Hudgens is trapped in a warehouse somewhere too, pumping out Christmas films. <laughs>
0: God bless these people. Let's really hope they get freed at some stage. (laughs) Okay, I'm going a little further back for my one. I'm going for The Shop Around the Corner, which I saw at the cinema last night. It's from 1940. It's Jimmy Stewart's other big Christmas movie. It's directed by Ernst Lubitsch, great old director of classic Hollywood. And it's just brilliant. It's a really lovely story. It's been remade a couple of times, most famously as You've Got Mail oh okay indeed um it's about a guy who works for a shop he's uh, a senior clerk there and he is in a romance via letter with a woman who he considers to finally be someone worthy of his intellect and sort of creativity of actual kindred spirit uh but he's incredibly annoyed with the new shop girl they've just hired who's bossy and obstinate and (laughs) i wonder where this goes. oh where does it go but it's yeah early on it establishes this but it's just so delightful everybody plays the role brilliantly jimmy stewart is just at his most charming and my god is he handsome in that movie he's tall and young he's like a hot vampire and i love (laughs) it and margaret sullivan is really I don't know. Like, obviously, this is made in 1940. It, there's some con- uh, conventional role stuff going on there. Sure. And I think also is true if you've got male, he finds out first and so gets to wield the power for most of the story. Yeah. Yeah, which is a shame. But nevertheless, she's scrappy and fun and really incredible to watch. And then the other MVP of that movie is Felix Bressart as uh, Pirovich because the whole thing is set in Budapest, which is such a mood to be mm. set in Budapest. You know, at Christmas, it's just the, the the shops and the thing. It has that thing of somehow making Christmas commerce. Miracle on 34th Street does this as well. Seems suddenly terribly romantic. And, yeah. You know, engaging. It's somewhat despicable, but in a way that makes me feel very warm. So yeah, <laughs> check out. You know, capitalism might work for everyone, and everyone might get bonuses, and it will all be fine. Yeah. And the boss will take the the lowly errand boy home for, to eat some of the Christmas duck and it'll be
1: great. And he'll give away the last toy in the Christmas window to the oh. poor child who's been staring at it all Christmas. We know how it works. I
0: hope so. Come on, everyone. Just make that happen. The one
1: better
0: thing. So. 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 We navigated we Christmas. We, we navigated didn't. navigating Christmas somehow. Uh, that was the one better thing. Thanks. how can people find out more about what you're all about?
1: Can well, they, navigate they, can to you? Fi- they can navigate to me on <laughs> every social media platform under the sun because I panicked when Twitter started getting weird. I'm either Starling Dust or Starling underscore Dust pretty much everywhere. Uh, <laughs> just, Just search for a weird Twitter account posting silly sketches and complaining about early mornings and that's me. If you want to hear me doing more things, I stream... <laughs> art and games at uh, twitch.tv slash starlingdust and i'm in the queer actual play podcast Roll plus heart where we play silly gays with big swords and forget to roll dice ever
0: love it love all of that yep if you want to hear more of what i'm up to you can stay right here at ogt pod where there's so many episodes of this goddamn show it's insane so many of which many of which feature bex as well as well as a whole host of other guests So have a listen to that. You've got the Patreon you can sign up to for as little as dollar a month. And my God, there's almost as much content in there. It's insane. And, you know, uh, there's also quest fantastic, a sort of actual play podcast that is nearing the end of its first campaign. So you can go and binge the whole thing. How's it going to end? Everybody's wondering. And there's lots of fan theories that are going to get proven. All right. Actually every single one of them. And um, in a sort of Sherlock style way that should satisfy everyone just like Sherlock did. Um, and then also there's Jen and the Film Critic. Where you can Blair has been a toad thoughts. all along. He has been. It's, it's a devastating revelation. It <laughs> changes everything that you ever thought you knew about Blair. Um, there's also Jen and the Film Critic. And if you want to see more of what I'm doing, I'm pretty laissez-faire about my blinds most of the time. So you can just stop by and see what I'm up Perfect. to. I'm, I'm often just sitting at my computer crying. But if you want to see that, you can come on over. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much going to do it.
1: Yeah, I'm Paul Salt. And i'm wearing flannel but in a gay way not in a christmas
0: way <laughs> oh my god the secret coding throughout the entire thing that they had no idea about thank god the gays co-opted <laughs> flannel <laughs> remember the one good thing about navigating christmas is that it really did have a lighthouse in it guys it wasn't a bait and switch
1: it was all the way there constantly